Hey, this is Jordan Martin. And this and this is Justin Wilson. And we're here with our third edition, third uh, podcast show, Bumper Run Sports. Uh, we really appreciate, you know, the couple of subscribers that we have so far. We really appreciate y'all listening. But this is just our take on, you know, the sports throughout the pe- previous week. Uh, we delve into some uh, NFL games. We discuss, we're going to discuss some college games, some coaching changes, uh, a lot of coaching changes going on this year. Um, we got some other things that Justin uh, wants to discuss as well. Yeah, got a lot of sh- uh, to cover on today's show. Um, want to talk some, co- definitely talk some college football with the BCS championships. Um, with BCS championships coming up, we're gonna talk some NBA. Um, talk some Golden State Warriors. Um, they're still streaking. Jordan, um, they're playing the Bobcats tonight. Um, any chance you feel like that streak might get broken tonight? Um. I don't, I don't see it happen. I don't see the Hornets, you know, coming out and, you know, beating them. Yeah, I've seen crazier things happen, but I, I just don't see it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see them losing anytime soon. So they, they may well. So they have. So the Warriors on like an eight-game road, uh, road trip. I know they, they go, they travel up to Toronto. So that's when I think I, I got them picking their first, losing their first game. Yeah, um, Toronto, I feel like has a good, could definitely take that one. I mean, I feel like they can match that shooting if those guards get high. And I'm talking Kyle Lowry. And when DeMar Rosen's going on, it's been proven that he's hard. That that team is really hard to stop. So it'd be. I feel like that could be a really good game. But uh, I thought they that Phoenix would give them more trouble, and they blew them out. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe this might be one of the best teams in in history. And if they go up to Toronto when it's uh, Drake night, I don't think they have any shot of winning because I think they're uh, Toronto's undefeated when they have the uh, Drake night celebrations. They did like three and zero, and they beat Cleveland uh, last week uh, during one of those nights. So man, that's gosh, or, you know they're a good squad right now. Man, I wish they would just. Cut him from basketball operations. I don't like seeing Drake mixed in with sports. It just, it just makes me cringe a little bit. Why is that? I I I don't know. It's just something. I mean, he doesn't seem like the sporty type. I guess. Um, and I I just feel like he he does it for show. He's not really into it. I don't know. It's just it's just me. I hate uh, it against I, the mainstream. I don't completely disagree with what you're saying. Um, I think. As Americans, uh, Drake is, you know, he's a great artist and everything like that. Everybody loves him, but I understand what you're saying that he just wouldn't want you would, you would want him to be the ambassador of the Orlando, Orlando Magic or you know your favorite team. But I think up there in Toronto, you know, he's a home, home hometown kid, and I think that's what they really enjoy, and you know, he, he fits the city pretty well. But yeah, I don't understand why he's the ambassador. Um, but going back to uh, the Golden State Warriors, um, I, I have their schedule pulled up. Um, for they have six more six straight home games. Um, going on to December twelfth, and uh, as you pointed out, on the fifth they play the at Toronto. But um, they have a tough little stretch. I mean, they have at Toronto, at Brooklyn. Um, that could be. Be one of those games that nobody really expects them to, you know, what I'm saying, show up and then out of nowhere they might get get hot. Um, and then at Indiana, they're playing pretty decent this year, and at Boston, they're playing pretty decent this year. So, um, it's a uh, they do have a little tough stretch to to get through. Yeah, Be I interesting. Don't, I don't see them going through that whole stretch. It could happen. I don't see them going through that whole stretch undefeated. Uh, just don't allow Golden State to get back home, you know, because. They're pretty much unbeatable at home, and they got a home bout against uh, the Cavaliers on Christmas Day, which is going to be a must-watch game. Uh, you know, you know, finals rematch of last year. I think a finals preview for this year, possibly. Uh, but I think some teams out west. You know, the west isn't really. Um, you know, I heard a weird stat last night when I was watching uh, a couple of games. This was going to two last night, so I'm not sure. Um, where it stands as of now, but uh, going into last night, the Eastern Conference actually had more wins, two more wins than the Western Conference, which is, you know, nobody predicted that going into the year that the East has uh, really improved that much. Well, um, I mean, 
I, I really feel like the East is 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 really really strong this year. I mean, outside of a few teams in the West, and it's pretty pretty not mediocre, but against most teams, and that you, they're not going to finish over five hundred. So, um, it this is going to be a really interesting year in basketball. Well, one of the more interesting ones that we've had of late, where everybody well, it's been dominated by two different teams but I mean now any team really can can beat any team for me for the exception of a few other teams but you know what I'm saying um especially my Orlando Magic who currently is at holding a spot in the Eastern Conference on um, they're on their four they've won their fourth straight the longest win streak winning streak they've had since the Dwight Howard era um it's nice to see how the young talent on their Roster starting to emerge after all the players and acquisitions and trades they acquired through the uh, Dwight Howard trade, um, which was seen as a rebuilding project to most fans and everyone outside of the organization. But I mean, right now they're starting to see the benefits of it, and it's really starting to pay off. They the patience you can really see how the patience is really starting to pay off when it comes to Orlando, dealing with the Orlando Magic. So, like I said, it's just a real interesting year in basketball this year, Jordan. Yeah, it's a top. There's a lot of teams that are, you know, fighting for the upper echelon to be uh, up there with the upper echelon teams. Um, you know, there's a lot of surprise teams that's in the top eight right now. I would say Utah. Um, you know, they, they play a good brand of defense. Um, they're actually projected to go play off Dallas. I think there's probably a lot of people. Um, Definitely. Yeah, you know, and I don't think anybody expected them when they did get uh, DeAndre Jordan. Everybody thought they were just going to tank the season away, but you know, uh, Mark Cuban. To his credit, was able to sign Wesley Matthews. That's looking like a steal right now because you know nobody was really trying to sign him after that injury. Uh, but Indiana's looking good, like we mentioned earlier. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that Detroit. They came out the season really hot, but they're falling back a little bit. And I'm surprised that Milwaukee uh, is sitting at seven eleven right now. Um, I just think I just don't think the the pieces in Milwaukee are really good, but the some of them don't work out because they don't have any any. Uh, and I mean the coaching. Um, I, I I was never really a believer in the Jason Kidd project. Um, I I just really think that they could they could really use like a a, a real coach. You know what I'm saying? Well, I get the player coach. You know what I'm saying when they have their young team, but um when when it, when it, when it comes time when you need to know some fundamentals, X's and O's type type of guys. Like I, I want I want to get me like a a Phil, if I'm the Bucks, I want a Phil Jackson type or a Larry Brown type coach, somebody that can actually call plays and stuff. You know what I mean? I want, um, but bro, you said the uh, you said the Jason Kidd project, the, yeah. like, uh, the Jet Jackson show. Yeah, the famous. It was, I think it was the the famous Jet Jackson. But I want to see. Uh, you know, I really want to see Coach. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it'd be cool if he can go to Philly. But I don't. He has no coaching experience. But I just think it'd be dope. They got AI <laughs> the coach. Uh, <laughs> you know, what I'm you know, we'll give him a couple games in Philly. Nobody don't care. You know, real basketball. You only won one game. Like, you know, what I'm saying, just give it an AI night. See, this is what this is what I'm saying. Like, that, that all these coaches are, are former point guards. They're, they're, I mean, to me, there's only a few. There's, I feel like the only point guard that should be coaching after you know, what I'm saying, is Steve Nash. But other than that, I mean, I just. I, Steve, I mean, Steve Kerr is an, I mean, an older, you know, saying. Oh, he's, you mean like, you know, young. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Allen Iverson, I don't, I don't feel like he's wa- he's watching tape and film right now. And, you know what I'm saying? I, I want somebody that's going to be in the in, out of the film room, knowing how ways, how to stop teams that we don't, who, who on paper we don't match up with. I, I, I want a, t- a coach that's going to be able to, you know what I'm saying, scheme and, and, you know what I'm saying, direct the proper way, you know what I'm saying, but... See, bro, that's where we differ, man. I want a coach that's pulling up to their games, you know, last person to pull up the locker room, you know, the players getting there before the coach, pulling up with a bottle of Henny. Uh, you know, AI, man, he's the man, you know, he party all the time. I, th- I was just thinking it'd be funny. Just give him a couple of nights this season. You know, the 76 is what you got to lose. You know, nothing at all, really, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, he might win some games, so you might not get the first round pick. I mean, the number one overall pick, who is more than likely going to be uh, Ben Simmons from LSU. He's been balling, man. He's uh, 
I, I know it's kind of, you know, crazy to say, but he's looking like a mini LeBron with his, you know, assist game, scoring. Could could he play the three? You think? Yeah, he plays the. I think he plays the three right now. Yeah, he's a he's a three. Now. I mean, my my thing is, I mean, Philadelphia they they already have so many. They already have a lot of big big men, but they already have a lot of draft talent, first rounders that 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 just have not panned out. So it's at it's at some point they're just gonna have to bring in some real talent. Because obviously they're not doing anything. They're not doing it the right way, and they've been winless and winning streak, losing streaks like this. I mean, this is this is crazy, unheard of. So, what they what they had they lost nineteen in a row, and what's the perfect uh, solution, you know, antidote for a losing streak is, you know, having the Lakers coming to your home building on the Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, last run tour, and you know the. 76ers actually beat the Lakers on uh, last night. So, you know, what, what do we, how do you feel about Kobe? You know, I think uh, he was 2 for 15 in the first half. And it didn't do much yeah, I think, well, yeah, I think he scored 20, though. You know, something like that. Gotcha. What do you feel about Kobe, um, you know, doing his Derek Jeter? Well, I mean, uh, it's sad to see him go. I mean, he's a, he, he was one of the best players in my timeline. Um, but I mean, I just I, I think he might have been a year late. I feel like after the Achilles injury, he should probably cut it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? At that point, he really didn't have anything else to, to prove, and you already kind of knew on the, the how based on how the Lakers roster was shaping up that they weren't really going to be able to to contend for another couple years. So, um, I, I really feel like he should have retired after the Achilles injuries. I, I mean, I don't think this how his performance in play really smeared his legacy that much. I mean, it's still Kobe Bryant. But, I mean, I, it just made me cringe just on how everyone – I mean, the fact that I could say Kobe Bryant sucks this season, and when have you, when have you ever been able to say that as a fact? And it, it was just time for him to go. Um, I hate to see legends go, but it's, it comes to a point where you got to realize you're not really yourself. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in a different role, Kobe Bryant could – could still, you know what I'm saying, be effective. Like, what they use him in a role like Paul Pierce where he's coming off the bench and he's just a spot-up guy, kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? Do you think Kobe would ever be a, just a spot-up guy? you think he'd ever be okay? It would be good, you know. I mean, well, he's kind of admitting it that he can't really play in today's league. So, I mean, what's, what's more than just saying, hey, I'll just – take a step back, let the young guys go, and I'll just contribute, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, he, he probably doesn't even feel like playing anymore. He's got five rings, five. So, this, this is, I just want to interrupt this and bring you some uh, pressing news. The Florida State Warriors, Steph Curry, has 16 in the third quarter. Right now, he's going going off right now. He, you know, he's looking unstoppable against Charlotte. Uh, so, it looks like they might go for 20 in a row. But, uh, get back to Kobe, man. Um, thing I wanted to discuss, which I don't see many people bringing up, um, is the fact that he's arguably one of the greatest players of our generation. I say one of, because, and I, I'm, I'm not going to put AI in that conversation, just because, you know, um, he didn't have longevity, he didn't do longevity or the championships, but I'm going to put Tim Duncan definitely in that conversation. Uh, Tim Duncan did have a lot of help, but Tim Duncan's still one of the top players in the oh, league, oh definitely he, 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 yeah you know so he's he's done that through, you know and he's been unselfish uh i think we should reward that i think it's the old peyton manning you know i think you know it's different different sports different uh, personalities but i think it's kind of the peyton manning tom brady uh comparison as well you know brady his numbers might not be what uh you know brady's numbers might not be what manning's are but you know when it comes to wins and being unselfish um, you know, doing what it takes to win. I think Tim Duncan, you know, Tim Duncan would never post anything and say that this is his is last year. You know, I think this might be Tim Duncan's last year, but he doesn't care. You know, he doesn't want to deflect any attention off what his team is trying to do, and that's when the championship. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, but going back on Tim Duncan, I mean, he single, I, I feel like he was a huge part of winning the championship. I mean, he dominates Chris Bosch. Two years ago, when they won the championship in the finals against the Miami Heat, and 
I mean, I just feel like he's just. All, I mean, everyone respects Tim Duncan. I mean, he's everyone acknowledges that he's a, a, a Hall of Famer without a doubt. But I always felt like Tim Duncan was like the Cracker Barrel of. Oh my God! All. Yo, I'm sorry, bro. Steph Curry just pulled up from like the, like, you know where you're, you're not in the main logo, but you're on the sides, right, right where the before the three point mm-hmm. starts. Pulled up with like two seconds left, bro, in the third in the third quarter and hit it. He got forty. He got forty going into. Yeah, I'm looking at the score. They're about twenty-one right now. Oh my! He, no, he's on five. That's like eight three. It's probably because his pops is there. Yeah, it is. Oh my goodness, his pops is like they about to fire him. <laughs> <laughs> like your son that came here and tears towards the night like that. That is. That's the MVP, man, right there. That's he's running away with it. Uh, I can't think of when the. I don't think LeBron's ever won back to back MVPs. No, yeah, I actually he did win. I thought he did win back to back MVPs. I'm pre- I'm so when, uh, when he was with the Heat, I believe. Because the first year he was with the Heat, what was he? He was at Miami three years. Yes. I'm 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 pretty sure Miami uh, LeBron's won it two years in a row. Because I remember he won one with Rose. I remember one year Derrick Rose won one. Uh, Kevin Durant won one. He might have won one. He might have won two in between them. You might be right because he does have four. <laughs> yes, uh, he 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 won it two years in a row. Uh, he won it. And Steve Nash, Steve Nash won two in a row. That's a recent guy that I think. Um, yeah, he won it in 2011 and 2012. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Well, man, I feel like Curry's running away with it right now. He's He's unstoppable, man. Really. Um, the only the one person I feel like could you could that could like rival that would be Paul George. Um, he's having a ridiculous season this season as well. Oh yeah, definitely coming off the the leg injury. Watching it a little bit earlier. Uh, I remember I fell asleep during it. Thankfully, I watched only one play. Before that, Luke was down and them opted not to, you know, to pass. Well, was the first shooter that day to not put me in jail and start off with the loss of Davidson. And this week, they actually decided to go with uh, Austin Davis over the guy in the jail. Um. Yes, definitely. I think him and Mike Patton are linked in the fact that Patton drafted him, and I feel like Patton. I, I just feel like that whole they're gonna hit the reset button. I mean, they, what 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 other reason would you not have to start Manziel in, in a point of the season if you're not willing to develop develop him or you know say improve on his game? And you're starting Austin Davis, who's nothing but a backup, or who's gonna be a journeyman. Like obviously they don't have any interest in finishing out strong in the season, and I, I feel like they're going to be getting boat racing in the in the next couple of weeks because the players that that trickles down to the players and the fan base is frustrated. Everyone's just frustrated. They're they're going to be cleaning houses all season again, and it just proves that Browns are one of the more abominable uh, franchises in the NFL today. Yeah, yeah, it's sad, man, and. You got to at least see what you have in uh, Manziel. You know, what, what do you have in Manziel? You invested a first-round pick in him. Um, he is a developmental quarterback. You knew that coming out of college. And the weird thing to me is that the GM and the coach, they didn't want to take the guy, but the owner, you know, uh, vetoed them and, you know, overruled and told them to take him. So uh, I just think it's a messy situation. You know, that's typical of Cleveland. Uh, they've had, you know, multiple quarterbacks – you know, lead that team in passing since 1999 since they came back into the league. So uh, that's nothing new. Uh, that team is really in need of, you know, an organizational uh, upheaval and, you know, just some reconstruction of that organization. Um. Yes, um, I, I, I got a little stat to pull up about the the Cleveland Browns quarterback situation. Um. You, you, you can go on and I, I'll come, come back to me and I, I, I'll, I'll bring that little, that little nugget up. Okay, no problem, no problem. So Cleveland, they they travel to uh, well, they actually have Cincinnati coming at home. 
and they'll have Austin Davis starting, um, you know, a, a guy that was an undrafted quarterback. Uh, you know, he did break some records at, the, at Southern Miss. You know, Brett Favre's old school. He broke all of Brett Favre's records. But still, that's not a guy that you're going to build your franchise around. So, you know, I feel like it's hurting not even me, you know, mostly Manziel, his development, but hurting your team, you know. Yeah, put the best guy out there. He's a, you know, you got 52 grown men, you know, on the team. And they, they want the best players to give them the best chance to win on Sundays out there. You know, stop, you know, stop trying to play games and punish a guy just for going out, um, not breaking any laws or anything like that. Um, yes. Um, I mean, the, I, I, guess, I guess this comes to bring to a point of that balance between on the field and off the field and, what what power does an organization or does a franchise have over you when you're off the field, when you're you're in the privacy of a, of your own home or someone else's in the company of your own peers or whatnot? I mean, these days in this generation where there's camera phones everywhere, I mean it's just even more precedent that players have to keep in mind and keep track of where they are and what they're doing. So I mean, in a sense. Uh, you have to be sim- you have to sympathize with him. I mean, he's a young quarterback on a bye week. You know, what I'm saying why not go out and drink, have a few drinks. But you have to, but you have to realize that one, he's an alcoholic. I mean, he went to rehab for for this. And two, um, he told the organization that he was not going to be a distraction. He told the organization he would not embarrass himself or the organization off on during the bye week, which he ended up doing. And then, in turn, this is the mess he's getting, gotten himself into. So, you really can't be too sympathetic for him. I mean, kind of a lot of is brought on himself, but it just goes to show, show how dysfunctional that organization is. I mean, there's there's got to be somebody in that locker room that t- can take him or take him under their or his wing. And you, you were ho- I guess they were hoping that was going to be McCown, but I guess I guess that's not how things are going to turn out there. Yeah, um, I definitely believe that's the case. Um, did you ever find that oh, stat no, about still, the still quarterbacks? Pulling, uh, trying to pull it up. No problem, no problem. So when you while you're looking for that, let's move into some of the bigger matchups. You know, and coming up this week, uh, it is um, you know every team, you know everybody has played the same amount of games uh, up to this point. So we're going into week tw- uh, 13. Um, so the big matchup, I think the biggest game this one one of the bigger games this week that I'm keep, really keeping an eye on um, is the Seattle Minnesota game. I think Minnesota is, you know, trying to be Seattle or the East, um, you know, trying very hard. Uh, they got a really good defense, a stout defense uh, led by Linville Joseph, uh, Anthony Barr. Um, you know, they got. Old vet like Terrence Newman, um, Harrison Smith. I watched him play against the Green Bay. He's one of the better safeties, one of the if not the best, you know, tackling safety in the league. And you know, you got AP running the ball, and you know that's a recipe for you know eight eight wins guaranteed a year. Um, but I just think that Seattle, you know, watching them play against Green Bay, they didn't seem like they were up to, you know, teams teams know you know team Seattle teams like Seattle are used to playing those big games. It looked like Minnesota wasn't. Uh, you know, comfortable, you know, playing in that big spot. So I really see Minnesota, um, you know, losing this one and, you know, Seattle getting back into the driver's seat and, you know, being able to make this NFC playoffs. Um, yeah, um, I feel like this is going to be a huge game. It'll kind of let, give us a taste of what both teams are. I mean, this is a game that Seattle should win. I mean, we'll see if they can keep the consistency going on after – getting a big win at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it'll be interesting to see what the what the Vikings can do going on to play a, a good team. Um, one of the things that's been playing the Vikings to, to, from the outside is that everyone says that they haven't really played anybody, but I mean, going back to, as you said, that win over Green Bay, I felt like that was a big, a huge win for the season, seeing how this Green Bay is going to they they lost they lost the Green Bay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they lost losing the Green yeah. Bay. That I feel like that was that that's that was is gonna was a huge like letdown. So I I, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see what the what the Vikings do. I, I but yeah, like you said, I don't, I don't I don't think that they they're gonna pull this one off. I I don't see um view Bridgewater as a 
game changer like that. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. I don't see what everybody sees us see in Bridgewater. To me, he does just not seem that good. So his stats on the year are, uh, and my uh, friend of mine, we were actually having a discussion today, where he was comparing Bridgewater stats against against um, Cam Newton's which I thought was crazy to start with, but now that I'm actually looking at him, he has, Bridgewater has eight touchdowns on a year to seven interceptions. So that's, you know, Cam had five in one game. I know some people, I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest Cam Newton, you know, backer on his passing. Yeah, he, 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 he had five sometimes. interceptions. Uh, oh, who, you no, know, Bridgewater? Cam, he said Cam had. No, I, I'm. I meant to say he had five oh. touchdowns in one game. He had five touchdowns in one game. He has 20 touchdowns to nine interceptions to Bridgewater's eight to seven. So that's pretty much all you got to say there, you know, to stop that conversation of, you know, is Bridgewater that quarterback? And I don't see him ever being that guy, but I think he will improve. But I just don't see him ever, you know, being that next-level quarterback that can get your team to, you know, uh, um, bye week in the playoffs. Um. Yeah, um, but, I mean – to me, it doesn't really matter who, who's back in that, who's quarterback. I mean, you got AP. All the thing that that quarterback should do be doing is handing the ball off. So, but um, going, I'm gonna get on to the Vikings a little bit later on skips and picks. They they have a couple players that I I feel that should gotcha. People should kind of keep an eye on. Um, going, moving on to some other key NFL uh, matchups this week. Um, the Washington Redskins are playing the Dallas Cowboys at home on Monday Night Football. Um, the Washington Redskins are coming off of a twenty to fourteen victory from the, off the New York Giants, and Kirk Cousins, who in the last month or so has been playing really good, ten touchdowns to one interception. Um, what do you feel? the Redskins' chances are of winning the NFC East right now. Seeing how they are leading with five games to go, and you have the Giants who right now are, play, are preparing to play the New York Jets. And as far as the Eagles and the Cowboys, I mean, they're free-falling. Uh, you, you can pretty much tell that they're packing it in for the season, and the Cowboys in particular, losing Tony Romo. Um, what do you feel about the Redskins' chances of winning the, taking the, the NFC East crown? You really just, you know, took the words right out of my mouth because what I was going to do, go through every other team in that division, uh, starting off with the Cowboys. Uh, all we heard this past week was Tony Romo's back. Uh, he's going to save our team, save our season. Uh, Romo threw three interceptions in the first half, broke his collarbone. I think their, any shot they had of coming back in that division is done. Um, I feel like they have the most talented team on paper, but games aren't played on paper, so... You know, especially with their quarterback being missing. Um, moving into the second worst team in that division um, is the Philadelphia Eagles. You getting put? They putting a you know close to a fifty burger on you two weeks in a row. Um, you know, first it started with Jameis and then Matthew Stafford. Um, well, unfortunately, I dropped for that game. <laughs> I, I thought there was no way that Philly would you know give that that many points again because this is a defense that. You know, in the past two years, you know, and leading up into, you know, earlier in the season was, you know, a pretty, you know, top, you know, one of the better defenses in the league. Uh, but they've been exposed. Chip Kelly's system has been exposed. Um, it's really predictable. Watching them, you know, run DeMarco Murray east and west is really, you know, irritating for, you know, anybody that watches football. And I know it's got to be, you know, horrible for him to leave that north and south you know, style running he did in Dallas with that massive offensive line to move along to that. Um, so I think Philly, you know, they're done for. And you guys just big competition and you guys just beat them at home. Um, you know, it's the New York Giants. And I don't see any playmakers on that defense. Um, and so it's Eli bust with them. And if he has a, you know, uh, off half or off couple of plays like he did against you guys, he, he, he can't do enough to, you know, no matter how hard he tries to bring that team back. Oh man, I have to completely agree. Um, I am a bit concerned for this game for the Redskins. Um, that, to me, this has all the makings of a trap game. I'm going against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, they 
or this season have been a really good home team, but I just feel like this is one of those games where they can sleepwalk through and Dallas can just shock them because, I mean, their defense hasn't been the best, but they still have talent enough to stop teams from scoring. And I, I go back to them holding Seattle 13 points a couple of weeks ago. But I I, I just, I mean, on they, the this is a game that the Redskins should win. They shouldn't have trouble. I mean, they shouldn't lose to the Dallas Cowboys without Tony Romo. But, like, I, I've seen crazier stuff happen with this team. Um, I'm going to say that they don't win in easy fashion. I feel like this is going to be a, a good game. It's going to be a, a fight to the fourth quarter. Dallas isn't going to just lay down for on against them. Um, hopefully that they pull it out with the late field goal and or Kirk Cousin touchdown. Yeah, let's let's hope. You know, I really would. Much it pains me to say this, I think Washington deserves to win that division above all those other teams because they. You know, they actually are a complete team. They just got to learn how to play on the road. So, um, you know, lucky thing for them is if they do get a playoff win, and if they do get into the playoffs, they'll be a division winner. So uh, whoever they'll play will have to travel to Washington, which will give them a good chance of winning. Um, you know, who would thought we, who would have thought going into the season, uh, we would say this was a big game over in the AFC East, but the Chiefs at 6-5, and five, um, who, who have been on a – a hot streak right you know recently, recently ever since Jamal Charles got hurt which is odd to say um, you know they've been winning a lot of games but um, Chiefs versus Raiders um, you know that's a potential you know one of those teams that made it to the playoffs so this game is really important for both yeah both of those teams buying for that wild card spot yeah who do you um, I'm, I'm going you know I'm going to go easily I'm going to say Chiefs uh, close in that one it's a divisional game so you know those are usually close there they know what each other like to do but I see the Chiefs especially Andy Reid man uh, a lot of people I'm a I'm actually a believer in Alex Smith he, he won a playoff game a couple of years ago in San Francisco I just think he's a he's a great he's He's beyond, I don't know what he is. Um, he's a game, he's not a game manager. He's a game. Um, Facilitator. He's like a game uh, regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a step above the game manager. Because he, he makes plays with his legs, but, you know, nobody expects him to. Uh, so I think he, he, he can take that team, you know, pretty far. Far into the playoffs, so I think like second round or so. Who do you think you got winning that one? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Kansas City. Uh, Oakland's been struggling running the ball as of late, and uh, Kansas City has had their front seven. It's just, to me, is just very, very talented. Um, feel I feel like they should. This this has potential to get out of hand. Um, I I, I see Derek Carr struggling against this uh, Chiefs secondary. I'm going to go with the score prediction, Chiefs 27, Raiders 17. Now, the one thing that the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs did struggle last week minorly against uh, Sammy Watkins. So, if uh, Amari Cooper can get open, he can possibly, you know, make a couple plays. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, the main, I feel like this is going to come down to who turns the ball over more. Um, I feel like, I mean, he, Alex Smith is, hasn't thrown a pick. In in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in a while, um, Derek Carr has been known to turn the ball over. I mean, he's as good as he's been. He still throws a couple of pickles, so I expect him to toss a pickle late in the fourth quarter, and kind of seal it. Yeah, I definitely um, understand that Derek Carr is, you know, playing pretty well right now. Um, we'll see how things, you know, you can continue that streak. See um, yeah, and then, uh, I mean, it it just goes to show that how they took a chance on, on him coming out of college. Nobody really was expecting him to go off and look at it now. So we only have one undefeated team left. Uh, they're traveling to New Orleans on Sunday afternoon to face off, you know, the Carolina Panthers are going to face off against the New Orleans Saints. 
And oddly enough, this is where the streak started a calendar year ago, uh, a little over a calendar year ago, their 15-game winning streak they've been on going into last year. Um, I'm going out on the limb here, and I'm saying it right now. I think the Carolina, and I might be doing some reverse psychology right now, but I think the Carolina Panthers are going to lose this week. Against the Seattle, I mean, against the uh, New Orleans. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, I, I like to hear your reasoning for this. So, even though I'm not starting them in fantasy, I got marking room. I'm not starting. I think marking room gonna get a healthy dose of marking room. Um, we only beat them the first when they traveled to Charlotte earlier this year with with Luke McCown, due to a thanks to a Josh McCown interception in the end zone with barely no time left. So they were driving to win. Um, you know, I think they know Cam's limitations, and they, they they allow him to, you know, they just allow him to not pick and choose where he's going to throw. They kind of funnel where, where they want him to throw the ball. And just Drew Brees, um, I think he'll do enough, you know, with that run game. I think, I think Sean Payton will call a masterful game, and I foresee the Carolina Panthers losing 21-27. to 20, 27. Um, that sounds uh, pretty, pretty, pretty uh, on point. But I mean, don't be surprised if I mean the Saints only scored six points last week in against the, the Houston Texans. Yeah, that's sort of kind of a boat race. Um, that team's starting to quit now. Um, there's reports of Sean Payton moving on elsewhere. So I'm telling you, man, whenever a team quits. Like you it is so that they're just so bad. Like I've seen it. Like the Redskins in twenty thirteen. Don't you remember when we were in the apartment watching them play the Chiefs against the snow and how nobody was in the stands at that game? <laughs> yeah, that, that was bad. That was a rough one. Yeah, what? I don't think I ever forget. Yeah, that was a straight up, you know, choke job. That was bad. That's what I'm saying. That that team quit on the on on their coach. When a team quits on a coach, like is it 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 is you can be amazed, and no matter what the talent is, uh, of how bad they are. But going back to that one stat that I wanted to uh pull up, it, I got a list of the Cleveland Browns, all the starting court in the last in out of the last twenty years since 1999. I'm gonna give you a list of the starting quarterbacks. That bottom behind center. Alright. Detmer, Couch, Patterson, Wynn, Holcomb, Garcia, McCown, Dilfer, Fry, Anderson, Quinn, Dorsey, Gradkowski, Delone, McCoy, Wall, hey. Whedon, Campbell, Hoyer, Manzel, Shaw, and now Davis. Man, that's sad, dude. At, at some point, whoever is making decisions up there when it comes to personnel needs to stop. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> yeah, true, man. It's 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 really rough. Um, yeah, that's that's terrible, man. That's a terrible list. Only the best quarterback they had on that list, in my opinion, was our Jake Delahomey. Garcia, he's always got a place here in Charlotte. He did, he did more good than he did bad, and that's saying a lot because he was pretty terrible. Those last no, no Garcia. Years. Nah, Jeff Garcia. Nah. How would you say he's Hall of Fame? <laughs> Jeff Garcia. <laughs> is it? I'm trying to see. Is there any no. Hall of Fame quarterbacks on this on this list? No. No. Cause they were Cle- they played for Cleveland Browns. Is there any Hall of Fame Cleveland Browns during that time span? I would say no, except for one player. And I think Jalome had one, made two, one and a half good season. And the half season, I yeah, he I, I'm saying was in 2008 when y'all were like 11 and five, but got bounced in the first round or in the second round of the playoffs by the Cardinals. Against the Cardinals, yeah, that was a whole yeah, Outside of that year All in that 2003, the year that y'all went to the Super Bowl, and then maybe 2005, the year y'all went to the NFC Championship, he really hasn't really done anything. Yeah, we lost to Seattle in 2005, man. That's some 
bad memories you're bringing I'm, up. I'm, right that's now, the game man. I remember y'all throwing Steve Smith at punt return and he took one to the house. Yeah, Steve Smith, man, he was the he was the man. He he's the only I want to say this. Yeah, he is the only player to ever have a uh, receiver triple crown. Catches, receptions, touchdowns. The touchdowns, yeah. Just just because he didn't have they didn't have anybody else. But that's crazy when you think about it to lead the league in all three of those. You know, it's really impressive. That's why me and um me and some coworkers were having a discussion. Uh, there were some Panther haters. I know that you are a Panther hater, but I know that I know that you are unbiased. It's Steve Smith, the Hall of Famer. Oh, man. Um, Not a first ballot guy, but eventually, yes. you know, after two. two yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I was I was telling them that, and they said no way, and they were naming some crazy names. But there's a lot of wide receivers, you know, yeah, that are I mean, going to yeah, be in there. Yeah, I, I feel like it'll take him a while. It might, it, it might take him a while to get in. He won't He won't get in up front. There's a, there's a, I mean, I, I was looking at a list. As far as when it comes to the, to the Hall of Fame, like, there's a lot of names up here of people that's been eligible for a while that still haven't got in. You know what I'm saying? Clinton Portis just got eligible. I mean, you, do you think he's a Hall of Fame? Mm, I love Clinton Portis, man, but it's Clinton Portis. Hall 15, Hall of he's Fame. only 65 yards from 10,000. Nah, not, a not first ballot, but eventually. Nah, is not a hall of what? Nah, he's not the. Nah, he is one of the top backs that come out. You know that is you know, there. He's only. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he's in the top twenty in the all-time rushing list. So LT's gonna be a hall of famer. Yes. You know. That's who he's gonna be compared to. You know, that's who that's who is. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I just don't see it. Clinton had some really good years in Washington, and you know, a couple of good years in Denver. Is Champ Bailey a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I feel like Champ Bailey. Absolutely, like Champ Bailey. First, Ty Law. Yeah, yeah, Ty Law is definitely. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. But going going back to uh Clinton Portis, he's thirtieth on the all time rushing list. That's not good. That's not enough, good bro. enough. How are you gonna get how, how is he gonna get into the how is he gonna get to the Hall of Fame? I mean, let me let me name the guys that are above him. All right. Steven Jackson, would you say he's a Hall of Famer? No. Alright, work done. No. Jamal Lewis? No. What? No, no, Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis. I'll put Clinton Portis in before All right. Jamal Lewis. Eddie George. Yeah, I'll put Eddie in there. All right. Fred Taylor. All these people. Nah, Hall of Fame. Eleven thousand rushing yards. Eleven thousand six hundred rushing yards. Nah, not the Hall of Fame. Hall of very good though. Hall of it. Man, that's the Hall of Very Good. That's that's disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Corey Dillon. He never won a championship with those uh, Patriots. Did yes. He? Thought they yeah. won in two thousand five. I mean two thousand four. All right, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, because that, that year they, they had the undefeated team. They, he wasn't on that team. Uh, Hall of Famer. Because he did it for a long time in Cincinnati, I noticed. So, Hall of Famer. Tiki Barber? And not based off of what you know from, like, off the field, on the field. Tiki Barber. <clears throat> yeah, him and Rondé. Ronde before him though. I think Ronde's a you know what you Yeah. Mean? Oh, so you would put I'd put like T so you would put 
And I ain't talking about, you know, the Jay-Z membership. You know, he got 40, pick, 40 picks. And but if you put Tiki in there, why would you put Clinton Porsche in there? Uh, he just did it longer, man. What? Tiki no, Clinton Porsche did it longer. Tiki played 10 years, or 9 years, and Clinton played 8 years. So he did it longer. Uh, well, I mean... <laughs> Not that much longer. I thought it would be more than that. I don't know it. it, it I, I I I think it's it, it's definitely Clint Porter's. All right, I mean, I mean, I mean it's just eventually. Yo, man, these little Clint, Chris Johnson be killing me. Have you seen those where she crying? Said what? The little mama uh, pictures where she's crying <laughs> on uh, on hot ninety. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I had to rewatch that interview. <laughs> I did too the other day. That was me, man. Charlotte, what's up with Charlemagne? You know, how does he, you know, just talk? He was just going in on her in front of Well, Jeff. I mean, I was watching an interview he did with Black Vlad TV, and he talks about doing stuff like that. He, his thing is, if he sees it bothers you like that, he, he's just gonna, he's the type that just keep digging at it and digging at it. So, I don't know. He it's just him being Charlemagne. Funny as hell. That's 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 funny though, man. But um, back on to you know the sports topics. Um, Miami, you know, they recently fired Al Golden. Georgia got rid of Mark Rick. Um, LSU decided to keep, um, you know, Les Miles, which I thought was, a, you know, they, they they thought, you know, if we get rid of, rid of this guy, who are we going to bring in one? And who, you know, what team he's going to go to is going to jump tremendously. You know, so I think they made the right decision in keeping him. They just need to get some offense. You know, they need to get some creativity to that offense. But how do you feel about um, – Miami picking up Mark Rick and Georgia uh, hiring the huge, 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 good, awesome, 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 awesome pickup. Um, just think about the recruiting that they're gonna be able to get now. Um, they already dominate, uh, pretty much Miami. You know what I'm saying they get all the athletes, but now they're gonna be able to have a dip into that Georgia, uh, this, that South uh, recruiting style. You know what I'm saying with the ties that. He, uh, Rich has from his tenure in Georgia. I mean, I feel like he he can really hook them up with some good recruits. So, give this team a couple of years, and I feel like they're going to be dominating in the ACC. Yeah, because ACC is a wide open division. I'm not a big fan. I I, I think Miami's going to take a little while. It won't be a instant success. I can see. Well, everyone thought that about Michigan. But I think it absolutely. Yeah. But Mark Rick isn't Jim Harbaugh. Very true. I, I kind of feel bad for but, Butch uh, Davis though. It's kind of like the the ex girlfriend and uh and, and, and the ex girlfriend inviting you over. You thinking you're about to get back together yeah. and then yeah, you can't you can't get back together, man. That, that never works out when you get back together. It's good for a while, but you know it'll never be the same. <laughs> they just need to leave it. Man, I'm sure he was about to restart reliving the glory days, but. Um, it, I, I thought I, it'd just be interesting to see where he he ends. I mean, he's a good coach. Um, takes care of. He has always brings on a good staff into the program. Um, he could really really benefit somebody's football program. I wish he would come to ECU, get rid of Ruffin. But oh my goodness, that would that would be amazing. Like him recruiting in North Carolina, his experience at Carolina in Miami. Uh, if only if we got the money, they could actually pay for it, man. If somebody would, you know, I just think they like roughing a lot, so I don't know. But let's not even get into that debacle of what happened against Cincinnati. That was that that team, this team this year. I don't know what the defense, the offense, nothing was on. Completely botched but, the quarterback position. I, I, somebody has to lose their job this season. Yeah, but um, Kirby Smart. You know who he is to me? <laughs> he's Will Muschamp 2.0. He's, he's going to go to Georgia. And he is going to, you know, I don't think he's going to, he's not going to do much. He's going to pass from 6 and 7, 6 and 5, you know, 7 wins. He yes. What, you know, get some what, good wins. What they're wanting is a coach that's going to come in and beat Alabama and beat. LSU and oh, Florida. that's that's not going to happen. Especially now, if you you're pretty much starting over, so Georgia is going to be one of those. They're going to be kind of like in that position Auburn was in the last couple of years or so. Just 
not being that good, being good enough to, to beat up on lower, better, worse teams. But when it comes to playing like top talent in the SEC, they're just going to be getting mollywhopped. So, it, to me, that just opens up more things for other teams in, in the SEC. Like Arkansas, they're starting to have a, a renaissance. And Florida, they're looking really pre- starting to look pretty good. And, I mean, it's just. Just SEC is just is, is starting to shift up a little bit. Let's talk about Florida for a second, though, because you know my throat's getting a little parched. That is the driest, most vanilla, run-of-the-mill, basic offense team. You know that defense is good, but that offense, man, is so dry. What did they score? Three points against Florida State was. How many points? Are, how many points are going to score against Alabama? Oh man, I'll be some. You know, I'll give them a the touchdown somehow. What negative? What negative? I give them negative seventeen. I, I, yeah, I remember Auburn scored a touchdown on, on, on Alabama, and nobody thought that was going to happen. So, I, I feel like Florida will get a touchdown maybe late in the game. Um, but that is not really going to matter. Um. I feel like Alabama is not going. Florida's defense is nothing to to sniff at either. Alabama is going to probably have their share problems, but they're still going to be able to find the end zone, especially with Henry running the way he has. So I'm going to give a score of twenty to ten, Alabama. Uh, I'm going to give a score of forty-two to It's gonna be. It's gonna He's be gonna go. I, I don't know. I think, I think Florida's yeah. gonna keep it close. I don't know. I don't think. I think. Um, I think that Alabama's wide receiver. Uh, I can't think of the young man's name. Uh, I think it's Bailey, but he's. Uh, I'll look it up. But you know, the freshman wide receiver. He's big time. I don't think this is gonna be like a big Derrick Henry game because he had 42 carries last week, so they need to rest him a little bit. Well, they have a lot right. in between. Because yeah, they I mean, you, you have to remember that they're in their minds, they're already in the college playoffs. So Florida's has a chance to, to get in. I, I don't know. I, I just think, I feel like Alabama. This might be a potential sleepwalk game for them. Bro, Florida, any trick plays, anything that you. This is the time to use them. You have absolutely nothing to lose. Do what to you me. Can. That is what makes teams dangerous. Like I mean, going they're, they're, this is probably the game that they'll probably go for it on fourth down and and some pretty compromising positions, and you can put some teams in some bad situations. So it, it, this has all the makings of a trap game for Alabama. Are you saying that Florida's going to go for it on their own 20 on fourth down? <laughs> oh, man. Didn't that happen a couple of times? The Ravens did yeah, that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it did. I, you know what? You know, talking about, you know, calls and being gutsy, I respect it. Uh, you know, when player, when coaches do that. But you got to be smart, man. That call the other day for Pittsburgh with the fake field goal, what was Mike Tomlin think? You know, I think that really lost him the game because the next play, they just came down and scored. But that was a horrible atrocious call and you had a he had a tv timeout you know they switched quarters he could have rethought that so he brought that fake field goal team out and the the seahawks got to see that landry jones was out there he's not your normal holder something's going on let's get some people out here that can you know cover this fake field goal and he still decided to do it i just think that was a horrible decision that you know blew that game wide open well i mean yeah i remember they haven't really been their kickers haven't been really the most reliable and I guess they saw this as I mean a situation where they they had to, you know what I'm saying try to make something happen. But I'm with you on um, if you if if you were gonna do something like that though, you might as well just go for it. You know what I'm saying? So especially with that offense, I mean why why would you not just go for it? You have Antonio Brown and Martavius Bryant and Marcus Wheaton, who are like who knows our girl Ashley. We'll get back to that later, but um. <laughs> He was balling that game. Like they just had so many other options they could have gone to other than a fake field goal. So I, 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 I feel like I'm with you. That game really cost him the. I mean, that call really cost them the game. Gotcha. So, um, you know, I know we usually don't talk about this, but I know that you want to touch on the, um, you know, some things going on in Major League Baseball with the Boston Red Sox. 
Um, yeah, so David Price signs with the Boston Red Sox. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of an interesting nugget, um, seeing how him and David Ortiz kind of have a history. But uh, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how they those two make it work as they try to make, run, make a run for the championship. Have you ever had? Have you ever had Boston. to uh, play? I mean, what's your what's your take on playing with a teammate you just don't like? Uh, you you got to get over it to you know win a you know win a you know potentially win a pennant you know uh, compete for a pennant. You put those things aside, especially with professionals. You know they got to put those issues aside. You didn't pay that much money to play. This is Ortiz's last year, so you know it's like a lot of the Kobe uh you know Lakers. You know you just got to put up with it for one year. And speaking of Kobe, he actually dropped 33 tonight against the Wizards. So, who knows, man? Kobe might be 33 against the Wizards. That's pretty, you know, that's pretty darn good. Are they winning? Yeah, they won. Oh. They actually won. They beat the Wizards after the Wizards beat the Cavs last night. But, but so, that's but uh, going going back to uh, and I don't think Price is that guy. He's a he's a good regular season pitcher, but his he struggled mightily in the postseason. That's been well documented. Oh, it's very true. But, you know, the Red Sox, they just want to get there. You know what I'm saying? They'll, they'll, they'll cross those bridges when they when they get there. I mean, to me, as long as they're winning the game. Yeah, money is not an issue. Right, right, right. Exactly. So, I don't know. It'll, it'll, it'll be interesting. But, I mean, this, this situation just kind of reminds me when Deshaun Jackson signed with the, the Washington Redskins. I mean, him and D'Angelo Hall kind of have a history of... of, of a few, not not necessarily. Uh, actually, I guess you can call it a little robbery. Oh, uh, but immediately once Deshaun Jackson became free agent, D'Angelo Hall and a couple of players were lobbying for him to come, and it, it, it's been proven that players that have differences they can't make it make make up each other for the ultimate goal of winning. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what this Red Sox team can do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let's move into, you know, one of our favorite parts of the night, the pick'ems and skip'ems. So, who are you going to, who do you got lined up this week, Jay? Oh, this week, there's a lot of matchups that, or a lot of good, good, good matchups um, that people should kind of keep in, in mind of. Um, going back to, I'm going to start off going back to what I was talking about with the Minnesota Vikings and on how... They had a couple of players that I thought that um could potentially go off on one in particular is Kyle Rudolph. Um, I feel like Seattle. I mean, Seattle has really been struggling covering tight ends this this season, and I feel like the focus for them is going to be on a stopping Adrian Peterson and b locking up Stephon, Stephon Diggs and Mike Wallace. So I feel like a lot of Targets and there's gonna be a lot of open targets uh, opening up for uh, Kyle Rudolph. Um, quarterbacks, as far as quarterbacks starting, I'm gonna go with star. My number one star is gonna have to be Alex Smith. Um, he's not turning the ball over and he's getting some rushing yards with his legs. Um, he's getting a good matchup going against Oakland, so it'd be interesting to see what he can do against that. Um, another quarterback I, I say everyone should start is Matthew Stafford. Um, ever since that bye week, he has eight touchdowns, only one pick. So, and that's only in the, in the last three games. And he's playing the Packers, whose defense has been pretty not too good against other quarterbacks. So, I feel like he should be a must start. And I really feel that Marcus Mariota has a potential to shock people. Um, this week they play the Jaguars. And a couple weeks ago, he played. He scored 17 against them. So he he, can, he there's a good chance he could top that. So um, a quarterback I want to stay quarterbacks I want to stay away from this week is Drew Brees. Um, he had the worst game of the season last week, and and now he's playing against the Panthers. And they you got to remember Jordan. They had a little bit more extra time to prepare for the Saints. So I I, I feel like that. This is a game that they could easily blow them out. And uh, Tyrod Taylor, um, I mean, I know he had a good game last season, but the Texans defense has been playing pretty good as of late. So um, I'm going to stay away from him. And I'm another quarterback teams should 
people should probably stay away from um is Carson Palmer um the Arizona Cardinals they lost Chris Brown I mean Chris not Chris Brown they lost Chris Johnson for the season and uh so the, the, that's just going to be a little bit more pressure on that passing game and Carson Palmer I mean he didn't throw a touchdown pass in in the game for the first time last week and it's not going to get any easier this week when he's playing against the Rams who only allowed him to throw one pick back in week four. I mean, one touchdown back in week four. So I, I really feel like he, he's this, this week he's going to struggle. Um, As far as quarterbacks, quarterback, I mean, as far as running backs, running backs I'm starting this week, no question. Doug Martin, either or if you have him, either or Matt Forte or Jeremy Langford. Um, the 49ers run defense is horrible. Um, there's a little chance that uh, I feel like they're gonna s- shut down them both. And David Johnson, as I've said earlier, uh, Chris Johnson, who went down for injury. Um, David Johnson could could potentially uh bust and not bust or break out this week due to the high volume of car- high volume of carries he might get. And a running back, someone to sit this week is. One TJ Yelding, um, the Jaguars are not giving him the ball for some reason, especially not in the red zone. I remember a couple weeks ago they had the ball at the one yard line and they gave it to Toby Gerhardt three straight times and couldn't get in. So I, I'm I'm gonna stay away from Yelding. Um, Latavius Murray, um, like I said before, the Raiders' rush offense has just been anemic the last couple of weeks. They're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. We're gonna have to get that together. Um, and Frank Gore. Um, in the last two games, he only has 58 rushing yards combined, and now he has to play against Steelers, who have one of the best run defenses in the, in the NFL. So, I, I'm gonna stay away from those running backs. Receivers, I'm gonna start this week. I'm gonna go with Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. Um, Chiefs can't cover receivers, and Raiders love to throw the ball. So, um, that's I feel like that's a good good option. Um, Brandon LaFell for just for the pure fact that everyone else on that offense is hurt. And he is the only one that Brady has some sort of reference to, uh, has like some sort of like chemistry with. And they're playing the Eagles, and their secondary is pretty bad. And Jordan Matthews, going back to that game, um, I feel like he could have breakout potential. Uh, the Eagles are going to probably be down, and I could see him getting some, some looks late in the game in garbage time. And the receivers I want to sit this week uh, Devontae Adams, he can't catch. Um, Brandon Cooks, um, Josh Normans is going. To, Josh Normans is going to be shadowing him, so you definitely can see his his numbers uh, dipping. And Des Bryant, um, they're playing the Redskins, and I already can you can already tell that the Redskins' number one priority is to make sure he's not going to beat them. So I, I'm going to definitely stay away from him. Um, tight ends, I'm going to be looking at this week. Uh, Julius Thomas, um, he's coming off the best game of the season. And he got a, t- a touchdown against the Titans uh, a couple weeks ago when they played. So um, it was, I feel like there's a good chance he can find the end zone again this week. Um, Travis Kelsey, all he needs to say is he's playing the Raiders, and they, they are horrible against Titans. And Titans I'm going to sit this week is Jason Witten. Um, he hasn't scored. For one, he only has one touchdown, and he got that in week one. And in the last five games, he hasn't eclipsed 45 yards receiving. Um Jarrett Cook, uh, his 58 yards receiving last week was the most he's had in a game this season since week one. And that's really not something to, to really get hype about. So I'm going to sit those uh, tight ends. And uh, some defenses I really want to start. The number one def- defense you have to start for anybody this week is going to have to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they're playing the Browns, who have, are coming off of a short week. And they're starting Austin Davis, so... That defense is going to probably be feasting. And I'm going to sit the Green Bay Packers. Um, they're playing the Detroit Lions. Stafford's been pretty careful with the ball. Um, and the Packers only have only got or they're only averaging two fantasy points over the last five games. And folks, that is skips and picks. And good luck to everybody with the uh, playoffs coming up looming. Um in our league I'm me and Jordan, a couple of people, however, have our first round buys. We're pretty much chilling. Uh, but ultimately, I think I'm going to take the crown and win the league. Yeah, we'll definitely see what what happens. Uh, you know, in our league, but 
and we get to wait this week and see what we matched up against next week. But, hey, man, I really appreciate you uh, giving all that fantasy advice. Uh, let folks know where they can, you know, if they have any questions or, you know, want to, um, you know, have any questions leading up to, you know, game time. Where they can Guys, if you want to reach me or if you have any questions and different sports stuff or if you just want to, you know what I'm saying, talk some fantasy, uh, look me up on Twitter, um, Miliardo Peacecraft or JWill46. Got you. You guys can uh, look at me on Twitter and follow me, um, King underscore Beef ninety one. Uh, that is my Twitter handle, and also our podcast will be going up um, tomorrow. Yeah, if it's in the iTunes uh, store, um, just look underneath the podcast section, then type in Bump, just the letter N, Run Sports. Bump in Run Sports. If that doesn't help out, you can type in our group name, which is Two Dope Boys in a Focus. So uh, you can type in either of those, Bump and Run Sports, or Two Dope Boys in a Focus. And be sure to subscribe to all the podcasts. We're doing this every week. So, um, you know, with the holidays are coming around, we're going to take a couple weeks off here and there. But, you know, we'll be hitting it hard, especially going into the, you know, home stretch of playoffs. And, you know, we'll be bringing in different conversations with you, uh, to you very soon. And, you know, soon I want to get some guests on the show, some you know, personalities and, you know, has some other things to speak about. Yeah, so um, some shows to, for you guys to kind of look out for. Um, as Jordan mentioned, the holidays are going to be coming up. Um, we should, we're going to be doing a holiday Christmas uh, podcast show. And in that, we're going to basically be going over all the, it'd be an NFL playoff preview. Um, kind of go over different matchups and potential matchups for the playoffs. That are to come and uh, who we think or feel might or who are contenders or pretenders. So those are something that's something everyone should kind of uh, look at, be on the lookout for. And we'll definitely start going to be going over the BCS championship. So it's going to be a heavy, heavy, heavy football, guys, in late December. Gotcha. Well, Justin, I really appreciate. Well, guys, really appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to us tonight. Uh, we can go ahead and close it off. Again, my name is Jordan. And I'm Justin Wilson. Guys, look us up on Twitter again. I'm, I'm Miliardo Peacecraft, Will 46 Again, just hit us up. Any fantasy questions, guys. Subscribe to the podcast. We just want your support. Just let us know how we're doing. We're doing this for you guys. We, we, we're we kind of new to, we're new to this, so just let us know how we're doing. We really appreciate any feedback at all. All right, well, y'all have a good night. Peace and love.